Welcome to Novell Sales Talk. I'm your host, Aaron Quill. And I'm Ron Terry. Today we've got on the line with us Tobin Eisenberg. Hello, Tobin. Hello. So, Tobin, tell us, what do you do for us? I'm the Director of Product Management. I'm responsible for the Business Service Management Solutions here at Novell. We also have on the line Michelle Hudnell. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Ron. Michelle, what do you do for us? I am the Solution Product Marketing Manager for the Business Service Management Solutions here at Novell, so the go-to-market strategy for the solutions that we have. So, Michelle, what is business service management? Business service management is the practice that IT organizations uh, work to achieve in translating their communication of service performance from technology-based services to application-based services to the organization. So an example being, instead of talking about, is the server available, you're talking about, how is my online trading or how is my online retail uh, service or application performing for the business? When you say looking at that service, you mean that you're not just looking at that application itself, but you're looking at kind of that application and everything that it takes to make that application run properly? Right. So you're looking at the full stack of now that we have such a dis- distributed infrastructure and becomes more complex when you start talking about things like virtualization, but looking at the servers, the networks, the applications, the databases, and presenting it in an overall view of how is this service performing and am I open for business? So that's business service management. Now, what is Novell Operations Center? Novell Operations Center is the product that we use to deliver business service management to our customers. And there are three core capabilities to the product. The availability monitoring piece of it, so what we call service monitoring. There is the service mapping, so being able to map your infrastructure and manage the configuration items. And then the service measuring. So once you're able to map it and monitor it, now folks are more mature. They start to apply service level rules, in order to manage more to a business objective uh, as a service to the business. Okay, can I get you to explain each one of those in a little more detail? So you started out with mapping. What does mapping mean? The service mapping piece of it is typically applied to organizations that have configuration or CMDB projects. Uh, The objective that they're trying to accomplish is usually around some kind of compliance or standards where they're trying to keep a standard of uh, an infrastructure or a standard model for the services and ensuring that change occurs in an approved fashion. So that's the compliance piece of it, that uh, folks aren't touching systems that shouldn't be and things are in an operating environment as I last approved changes so that you can track Is there an approved change or did somebody just not update the configuration or the mapping view of of the items within the infrastructure? So it concentrates more on the configuration and the items within the configuration versus its health and availability. Okay, so you've used the term CMDB. I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear what that means. CMDB is a configuration management database. This is a common term that's defined by ITIL, which is the IT Infrastructure Library, which defines a common set of operating processes to IT organizations. And the CMDB is the core, the heart of it. It's really just the database that contains all of the items. They could be physical or logical. You think of problem tickets or change tickets as the logical entities or service maps or service models as another uh, logical entity that's taking the physical entities within the 
organization, like your networks, your applications, your software, your hardware, and mapping it as a service and attaching problem tickets or change tickets to that. So it's a combination of logical and physical items within your organization. But the strength of it is really the what we call, or IDLE also calls, the CMS, the Configuration Management System. It's that process that wraps around the database that ensures that it stays accurate and adheres to the change process. And automating that process is very key to organizations uh, in order to keep the, the database itself accurate. And what that really allows me to do is if I all of a sudden notice Friday morning when people come in, we've got a problem, what I can do is I can look at the CMDB and I can say, all right, what's changed in the past, you know, 12 hours, four hours, whatever my window is, and really see not only what changed on the server side, but I can also find out that, you know, there was an update to the routers that happened that could be affecting this, or an update that happened to, you know, an OS was updated on some server and this might affect it. It really lets me kind of see everything that's changed in my environment within a given time window, correct? That's correct, Aaron. And what we bring to the table is the automation that uh, bring speed to finding and pinpointing that change by reconciling multiple sources to look at how did it look before the change, how does it look now, and highlighting here's what's changed. This could be the problem. So what do you mean multiple sources? Don't most customers just have one CMDB? Oh, that's the scary part. Many customers have dozens of CMDBs because if you think of all the management tools that could contribute information to the CMDB, each one of them has a CMDB of its own, whether it's availability data, performance data, problem tickets, hardware configurations. So you generally uh, grab that data from multiple sources, and each source would be a trusted source for a category of information. And federating that data into a single model is what gives power to the Novell Operations Center. So we really bring a lot of value to customers that even have uh, CMDB is already distributed in their environment. Absolutely. So we leverage the data and the tools that they have in place today and turn that data into intelligent information so that the IT organization can take appropriate action. So what about the monitoring that you mentioned? Yeah, so service monitoring is taking a, creating a service model of your environment. So this network, these applications, these servers make up this service as the business would phone into me and being able to look at metrics regarding availability and performance. So looking at the health of the service so that I might be able to see a spike in CPU utilization or a spike in network traffic. So this might indicate uh, impending risk of service impact to the, the business and maybe I can do something about it before something goes down. So how does this monitoring associate with the mapping? Generally, in IT organizations, you might have two different managers, one who's the availability manager and one that is the configuration manager, and they might not think that they share the same service map, but when in reality, they do share that same service map. So one is looking at it more from a straight configuration standpoint and keeping things accurate from a data standpoint, but the power comes in when you can layer and connect the health and availability of that same model so you're not keeping duplicate models of the infrastructure, but you're satisfying answering two different questions, one about compliance and configuration, and the second about how does this service perform for the business 
where I'm more concerned about the availability and the, the service performance. So it's really just different perspectives or viewpoints looking at that same model then. Absolutely. And then I assume I can also create roles for specific business owners so that a business owner can see how their specific application is performing and such? Absolutely. You can also create business views where they're more concerned of just looking at how well their service is and kind of cut them off from drilling down too deep because, of course, you don't want them to, to get too deep in the weeds of the technical infrastructure. And another key component to Novell Operations Center is we can also bring in business data. So I generically call this value volume of transactions. So at that level, they may be interested in seeing the level of uh, transactions that are being processed and the value of those transactions in relationship to the health and availability of the services. The systems may be available, but we're not transacting the business we expected. Michelle, now what is this measuring? The service measuring is the service level agreement side of the service model. So if you think of it in terms of my commitment as an IT organization to the business around, um, it can be many metrics, but three key metrics are how available are the services, how well are they performing, just because they're available doesn't mean they're necessarily performing well, and we all know something's going to happen at some time or another. How responsive should I be when something happens? So defining the mission criticality of the service to the business. We've kind of gone over and talked about these different components, and, and really you've explained to us what BSM is and what Novell Operations Center is. Can you give me a real-world example of how a customer might use this and how it's benefited them? So if you think of it in terms of I'm, I'm monitoring my infrastructure, but a server goes down, you know, many of us look at the phone, how fast does the phone ring and how many phones ring at the same time? Instead of that being your dashboard of of the criticality of a service to the business, you understand because you have a view of your infrastructure as the service as the business is consuming it, that you know right away when something happens, what is it impacting? And you know the severity and priority of that impact. Am I impacting a mission-critical service, or am I impacting something that has less priority within the business? So, yes, this server might be down, but it doesn't really impact the transactions of the business at this time. Uh, I might look at it a different way. If I'm making a change to that server, I can see how does it participate in the services that the business consumes and and when I might want to plan that that change so that I have the I mitigate the risk of service impact to the business. So this gives the IT organization that proactive capability that to manage to the business aligned to the objective. I like the fact that you're not relying on the people at the end of the phone to tell you how severe the thing being down is because if it affects internal people that's one thing, but if I have another problem happening at the same time and it stops customers from entering orders or our ability to process orders, you know, generating money is the number one thing that a company typically does. So that's obviously a higher priority than possibly even getting, you know, the internal email system back up. Absolutely. So we give you that ability as you define those service models to be able to define those metrics, and that's the service measuring side of it, applying true business objectives to how you respond to incidents as they occur in relationship to the contribution it has to to the business services that it's uh, participating in. 
Yeah. And the other thing that I liked that you mentioned was being able to see how a change is going to affect things within your organization so that, you know, I might have somebody that specifically is a specialist on Cisco routers and handles all of our Cisco routers, and they decide that they're going to do a firmware upgrade to this router, and they don't think this router affects anything. I like the fact that you can kind of say, whoa, if you were going to do this, this is going to affect this system, this system, and this system. So it really gives them a, a much broader view of how changes are going to affect their environment. Absolutely. It's all about the service view. It's that end-to-end service view versus technology view. You're changing technology, but you also have that view of, okay, who's going to call me if this doesn't come up when I expect it to? And that actually brings up another point, which is I tell you more and more customers that I talked to before cloud really started to kick up, and now with cloud it's even more everything is being tied to an SLA. What kind of guarantee? You know, you say that you're going to give me four or five nines of uptime, but can you really prove that it's happening? Exactly. And does that service really require four or five nines of uptime? Uh, that's the, the problem with the internal IT organizations is they get put in an awkward position to offer all services created equal. And if they can speak in terms of services and what it costs to deliver that service, then they can have that cost and value discussion with, with the business to, to turn the dials up or down on various services based upon their real criticality. Because if they were to go outside and contract for those services and ask for, um, you know, stringent SLAs, they would have to pay for that. So then they have that conversation with the service provider. So they need to have that same conversation with the internal folks and realization that, there's a real cost for asking for stringent SLAs and and apply those where it makes the most sense. Now, we did have a product called BSM that I think the current version is 4.7. Is this the next version of that product? Yes, it is. This is the 5.0 release where we've done a lot of work around doing more around currency certification, so updating the the platforms it supports, the databases, and some of the integrations. We've also done some renaming um, of some of the areas, as well as at, uh, updating some of the uh, features within the product by enhancing them further. And, and what type of features are those? So one, one example of that would be around the LDAP. I mean, we had an ability to integrate with LDAP and you know, do for login and authentication purposes, but we wanted to improve that by allowing the users or the administrators of the system to create different types of groups, because in some cases you've got um, users that are not in LDAP or maybe you have multiple LDAP servers, and you want to have these groups to be more self-maintaining and be more directly uh, integrated with the LDAPs. The other piece is around um, a legacy dashboard we used to have. So we used to have something called Portal Builder. With the 5.0 release, we're, we're dropping that, and one of the key features that uh, we pulled out of that was the service level um, management portlets. So those portlets, which were in Portal Builder, are now going to be native within the Novell Operations Center dashboard. So this is this is good for some of our customers who were embracing our newer dashboard, but we're having to kind of deploy both portlets in order to have a full end-to-end solution. So now they'll be able to just do the single dashboard and have um, these updated uh, service level management portlets in it. And on the cloud front, we're going to have uh, the adapter for Nova Cloud Manager, and so this is going to be useful for those environments where they have a you know clear definition of the services they're offering and and have a mapping of it. So this adapter will allow them 
to directly build the service models from based on the services they have defined within Cloud Manager and then correlate to the monitoring tools. One of the other interesting parts is if maybe they have a mixture and they're doing something with uh, Amazon EC2, we also have an adapter integration for that as well, so it'll allow you to some visibility within that environment. Michelle and Tobin, thanks a lot for sitting down and talking to Ron and I about Novell Operations Center 5.0. Great, thank you. Thank you. It was great.